everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Wait, but Peter was killed with fire and I was killed with water. How can we use that? Oh, uh, we'll be talking a lot about her acting, don't you worry. Uh, that's that's <laughs> going to be a, a big topic of today's show. Uh, we are a horror movie podcast. Uh, we talk about horror movies every week. We get together. We talk. We talk about a movie that we watched, and this is kind of a you know not quite the culmination yet because we still have remakes to go. But this is going to be the so this is technically what the eleventh Jason movie and the eighth Freddy Krueger movie. Uh, so this is Freddy v's Jason, the crossover to end all crossovers. And I kind of consider this the true finale of both franchises because. Yeah, the only ones we have after this other remakes, and come on. Yeah, I mean, definitely for Freddy, because for, for I mean, I mean, it's true for both of them, really, because obviously there's a remake. But I, I think that the Freddy remake is a lot more like a Freddy the Thirteenth movie, uh, sure. whereas Freddy was always played by Robert England, and this is his this is his last one. And then you know the remake, someone new, you know, yeah. it really feels like a different thing. Um, so video viewers will notice that Tim's camera is not on. There's a photograph of Tim with some kangaroos. That is because his internet's been acting up and it keeps dropping out because of the video. The audio is much more stable, so this is just for a more refined experience overall. Hopefully we'll get his video back for other episodes. Uh, but here we go. So, yeah, we'll start spoiler-free, of course, as we always do. Um, so, Freddy vs. Jason was kind of a big deal for me when it came out because... Oh, sure. In 2003, like, this was the first Nightmare on Elm Street and... Well, it wasn't, no, it wasn't the first Jason, because Jason X was 2001. So, but this was the first Nightmare on Elm Street that came out since I'd gotten into horror movies. And it was only the second Jason movie. So, it was a very big deal at, at the time because of that. Um, so... I mean, I, I think in general, like... It's, I mean, yeah, that, that definitely is like a big deal. And, uh, I, I mean, I think same for me because yeah, this, this would have been like early two thousands and then, yeah, like the last, what, like, um, Friday or Jason movies were. Well, uh, like I said, Jason X was like 2001, but the last, uh, yeah. Friday movie we did was 1994. That was a yeah, nightmare. So definitely didn't see that. But I mean, even, even before that though, like if you take that out of the equation, I feel like this is something that you know, as kids, like, we talked about growing up, like, all the time, you know? <laughs> like, it, it was just always, like, oh, you know, like, yeah, like, who'd win in a fight between these two? And, and I don't know. I, I feel like it's something that had been a long time coming. Mm. And uh, especially if you look at the production, because, uh, you know, they did, wanted to make this movie for, like, a really, really long time. I think at least, like, uh, 10 years or so. Um, well, I, I think but, basically since... Uh... Jason goes to hell because of the ending, right? The ending yeah. teased the Freddy v. Jason. But if you are like kind of interested in like um, <clears throat> like movies that never happened or alternative scripts, uh, there's a book called Slash of the Titans that follows all the different um, script iterations this went through. So I think there was about maybe like nine or ten different versions, and uh, I, I read it a, a while ago. Uh, so I, I don't have everything on memory, but maybe at the end of the episode, I'll kind of go over some of the different versions and ideas uh, that they had for this. Um, oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Um, I know, uh, I believe one of the scripts was actually written by James Robinson, <laughs> if you can believe it. Wow, that's actually pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I think they mentioned like one or two of them like on some of the extras on the DVD back in the day, when, whenever oh, yeah. I watched those, but 
I mean, I don't really remember. It's been so long. Uh, but yeah, you can tell some of those at the end. Um, so this is the, the weird thing about this is that, you know, like this was the, the first V's movie really, you know, unless you can count all the Godzilla sequels, but I hadn't seen any of those at the time. Uh, and yeah. it's funny how we got this and then one year later it was Alien vs. Predator and then that was it. Like we had two big V's movies and then the world's kind of said no. <laughs> like <laughs> they, they, they don't work that well. Let's not do them. Uh, and like I liked this at a time when it came out, but when it came out, I was fourteen, right? And it was, sure. <laughs> and it was this big thing. What watching this now, uh, like a lot of it has not aged particularly well. It like it feels so early two thousands in a lot of ways. Oh, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of new metal on the soundtrack, you know, right from the get go. Uh, I I I noticed the uh, the really bad CGI like uh, like opening titles with the, the the CGI blood hitting like a wall or whatever like it just looks yeah. like shit <laughs> like it looks like absolute shit um so so does that uh but I mean how, how do you how, how do you feel about Freddy V's Jason after like you're watching it again now um I I think I'm a little mixed uh I I think there's a lot a lot of negatives like mm-hmm. there's you know, I, I have a you know an entire grocery list uh, of complaints, uh, you know, go to go through. But at the same time, there is definitely some fun stuff. I, I think ultimately, my takeaway is, you know, like like it's hard to bring franchises together in like a really neat and cohesive way. Um, and I think there's definitely like talented people that can do it, but. I feel like, you know, if you have maybe not the biggest budget horror movies and stuff, like maybe you can't always afford like, mm-hmm. you know, the biggest people and stuff. So I don't know. I think my ultimate takeaway is like, this is probably the best they could have done. Like, I, I'll tell you for like, for sure, I'll take it, you know, way over um, Alien versus Predator. Like, that's for sure. Like, uh, like, at le- I think at least this is fun to revisit from time to time. Um, but yeah, th- there's a lot of bad stuff in it. I think, uh, like, one thing I'll say right off the back, like, we'll get into more detail stuff, but uh, like you were saying earlier, I hate, hate, hate the look of this movie. It's There's so much, like, uh, like blue tint uh, to it, and... Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very 2000s. That, that, that what you're talking yeah. about, is so 2000s. I, I hate how, like, it's obsessed with moving quickly all the time. Like... As I said yeah. at the start, when it first introduces to Jason at the start, and he's on Crystal Lake, and he's going after like some you know topless woman who's skinny dipping or whatever, um, like the entire sequence plays out almost as if it's on like this weird sped up like kind of like pacing because it just wants yeah. to introduce Jason kind of in his element uh, rather than feel like a real Jason scene. So first of all, I'd fix that. Like the movie's obsessed with being a music video. Like uh, like so much of the kill totally. stuff feels like a music video rather than it does a movie. Uh, yeah. So that that would be like you know my big issue. Um, you know, apart from the characters who are mostly terrible, uh, yeah. uh, some of the actors especially uh, are, are, like, you know, the main girl, um, uh, what's, what's her name, Monica Kina, I want to say? Oh, Laurie, yeah. Yeah, that's the actress, uh, Monica Kina, yeah, Laurie's the character. Uh, she is one of the worst lead actresses I've ever seen in a mainstream <laughs> horror movie. Her- Every single time it cuts to her reactions shots, like not even saying, I mean, dial the dialogue's bad. I'm not saying her dialogue isn't bad. I'm saying even before she opens her mouth, the way she looks at things or reacts to things just with her eyes and her mouth is and, garbage. It's, it's like 
everything about it is just like laughable. And it's always the same exact reaction. Like, you know, like by halfway through the movie, I just wanted to be like, all right, stop looking so surprised at this point. Like, you know what the <laughs> deal is, you know what's going on. But it's like, yeah, like every time something happens, she has like this freak out, like, oh my God, how could this happen? It's like, you know, honey, you're in a horror movie. Get so, so she's terrible. She's not the only bad actor, though, by any means. Uh, I, the, the deputy cop who kind of helps the kids at one point, I thought he was particularly bad as well. Uh, yeah, what, like, what freaking Van Wilder movie did that guy step out of? Like, <laughs> get this Ryan Reynolds reject out of here. Jesus Christ. Uh, so, cast... No, I don't need a cop with, like, high, like, like frost tips. <laughs> do, do, you know, do you know the thing about this? Is, is that I feel like, with the exception of a couple of people, right? Obviously, Robert England is Robert England. Um, I will say, I, I was always miffed back in the day when Kane Horror wasn't brought back for Jason, even though he wanted to be. That, that's the upsetting yeah. part, is we know that he wanted to. Like, he was looking forward to it. See, if you watch the documentary that's on the Jason X DVD, it's on the Blu-ray now as well, I think. Uh, it's called The Many Lives of Jason Voorhees. It's like a three-hour, or not three-hour, sorry, half-hour documentary uh, about Jason. Uh, it's an alright little watch. It's, it's, it's a bit compromised because they're, they only have clips from like 9 and 10 because they don't have the rights to the rest of the footage <laughs> at that point when they made it. But I remember at the end when they talk about possibly doing a Freddy V's Jason movie at the time because it hadn't happened yet, uh, Ken Harder was really excited about it and really wanted to do it. So I remember feeling like sad when there's like, oh no, they've recast Jason because they wanted someone else. Um, I watched this on stream last night with uh, some, some, some of our loyal audience members and... Mm. It was pointed out, uh, Cindy pointed out that Jason looks too skinny, and he totally does. He, like, his neck just looks like a, a normal dude's neck. He's meant to be bulky. He's meant to feel like he's larger than life. You know, Jason's not Michael. Jason's meant to feel like he's a bit more of a like a Hulk zombie <laughs> in a lot of ways. Uh, well, wasn't that one of the reasons why they didn't go with him? Because they wanted someone that was like a lot taller? I want someone taller, yeah. And Ken yeah. Horner's pretty. Ken Horner's tall enough. Like what? Like I, I think the the idea was like they were like, oh no, like yeah, Freddie should be this kind of like wormly like tiny guy, and then Jason should be like this big brooding guy. And but it's like, come on, like Ken Hodder, yeah, he's like he's huge. Like it's gonna look fine, and like yeah, he had you know kind of a reputation now as being like the Jason guy. It's uh, really a, a really uh, dick move not to go with him. <laughs> it's a dick move. It's a and. And I could be wrong, but like, because I, I feel like I've heard him talk about it in like multiple interviews and documentaries and stuff. But wasn't there like an idea going in that he was going to be it? And then like it was kind of like all of a sudden it was like, no, I, th I think so. I think it was expected up until the very last like minute or whatever, uh, which it just hurts a little bit more, it just hurts a little bit more. Uh, so I, I think. <sighs> I, I, the only other actor in the movie that I like and the only because I was I was joking when I was watching the movie that they did they, they genuinely cast some of the actors in this uh, because of their boobs right like the, the lead actress like she's constantly in tight tops that are and the, the camera's always like the boobs are always pointing at the camera they're always like looking down at cleavage like and don't get me wrong a lot of movies horror movies especially are guilty of this so this is not unique to this movie but it just it felt so constant throughout this and yeah. there's no acting ability the only actor in the movie. Outside of obviously Robert England, who's you know back because he's Freddy, that I quite liked uh, is Catherine Isabel, and I feel like the only yeah. reason why she was cast in this 
is because she became like a horror like star because of ginger snaps like, i think that's the only reason yeah. why they brought her in board um and uh, i mean everyone else yeah, is like just she... whatever yeah no like she's actually great like you know she's a very good actress she has like screen presence um and yeah it, it's unfortunate she yeah is like gone pretty early on um but yeah, I I agree. Yeah, she's like the of that gang or whatever. She was the only one I really gave a shit about. Um, I I think one of the things that really annoys me about this is, like, these are all completely new characters, but they try to make it feel like they are important, like that they have like a legacy. To I guess it would just be a nightmare. Like they don't really have how, any ties to Jason. How but. much better do you think this concept wise a Freddy vs Jason movie would be? If it was Nancy teaming up with, say, like the final girl from like Friday the Thirteenth Part Two or something like that. Well, no, well, yeah, I no, I totally thought the same thing. Like we'd be like, I was thinking, uh, who the hell is the, who's the Corey Feldman kid from Friday? What's oh, name? Tommy Jarvis. Yeah, I I, always, I know it's Tommy, but I always uh confuse Jarvis with Doyle. Uh, I know you're right. But, he probably makes more sense actually. Yeah, get get Nancy and Tommy like teaming up like. Because yeah. cause there's parts of the, the setup of this that I really, actually, it was just one last acting thing before we move, I move on to my, my, my premise points. Is that, uh, did you notice Evangeline Lilly in this movie? Oh, no. <laughs> She's an extra in the high school scene early on. Um, and it's, it's something I noticed me back when, probably whenever I watched this for the first time after Lost became a thing, because Lost started a year after this came out. Um, oh. But she's there as an extra in the high school, so you can see her. She's oh. there. Uh, Wasp slash Kate from Lost is, is just hanging out <laughs> in the background of Freddy nice. Jason. Uh, so, uh, still a better performance than most of the cast, though. Uh, <laughs> just that way. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the premise, so there's some stuff in the premise and how they bring stuff together that I don't hate, right? I yeah. I kind of like the idea uh, that the town of... I always forget the name of the town, actually. Springwood. That, Springwood, hey, thank you. Uh the the town is kind of forgotten Freddy exists, right? And that's how they kind of win, is that if, if the kids don't know he exists, no one fears him and he has no power. I don't mind that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. And totally. I, I'm okay with the idea of Freddy, like, using Jason to make people scared into remembering him. I also kind of yeah. like that. I'm into that. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the idea that Jason won't stop killing and Freddy doesn't like it, therefore the conflict arises. All that yeah. stuff I love. Or, well, let's say I love. But all of it's good. All of it works. All of it could be great. I think, like, you know, the toughest part of a, you know, versus movie or a meetup movie is how do you get the characters together? And I actually think this is a pretty smart, clever way to get them, you know, yeah. together. The problem is, is how much bullshit the movie retcons to try and give them both weaknesses. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, how there's just, like, leaps in logic, how the characters react to things, like, the decisions they make. Like, how much better would this be, right, if... Let's go back to the idea that this is Nancy and Tommy are going to be the characters, right? And obviously they don't know each other at first, but let's say Freddy does his plan to bring Jason to Springwood to, you know, make everyone remember, right? And let's say Tommy follows Jason there because he's hunting down Jason because he's after all these years, he's still hunting down Jason, trying to stop him every time he gets back. And he gets to Springwood and then Freddy Krueger stuff starts happening and he can't quite understand it. And... You know, he has to sort of look it up and he it leads him to Nancy for help because he just doesn't understand this weird, you know, supernatural, you know, I mean, Jason's a little supernatural because he keeps coming back to life. But other than that, he's, you know, he's a dude with a machete. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, you know, he doesn't understand it. So they end up having to team up to like save everyone or save the town or, or whatever. And 
you know I, I do think like i mean the reason why they go there i don't love but i do think yeah it makes sense that ultimately you know they're fighting in springwood all movie they have to fight in crystal lake by the end right we have to somehow get to crystal lake so we're on the other home turf by the end of the movie yeah. um i do also I think that you kind of have to treat Jason as the lesser of the two evils, and therefore he's the one that the audience is rooting for. Because Freddy, I mean, this movie especially starts with a flashback explaining Freddy's backstory. Like they always implied stuff in the previous movies. This movie straight up is like, no, he's a he's a pedophile who to murder children. Like, like the movie, like, you know, it, it's it's super gross. I think like uh, like I mean, we all know like that, but like you know, you don't have to say it like. Yeah, the, when they, they photograph it, like, way too much in this movie, and it's like, oh, it, it's always such a bad move. Like, just get away from that. Like, we can all kind of infer or understand what's going on when you say he's a child murderer. Like, I mean, I, I to be fair, I, I think one of the previous movies did have to say the word, right? But it was someone sure. saying it in a separate scene. I, I think what's wrong about this is that it feels like a typical, like, you know, like, back flashback sort of prologue scene and it feels a bit cheesy and it just it feels wrong totally. to have a cheesy scene about that <laughs> like it's just kind of weird yeah uh, definitely but like it, it, it's, it's just it's gross like you seeing him like licking the pictures and like looking at little kids like it's yeah. gross we don't need to see it we we get it <laughs> so yeah so that, that's a bit rough but i like the, the, so some of the ideas aren't bad and then there's other stuff that they force in that just feels so forced and whatever mm. what the movie does kind of deliver on though is that once we finally get to the fight which i don't think it's a spoiler to say that you know eventually they get to have a proper fight in the, in the last 20 minutes yeah that fight's mostly pretty fun right there's, there's it's, you know it's yeah. over the top it's silly i want it to be silly yeah it's you know it's a wrestling match like i was expecting steel yeah. chairs and ladders at one point like <laughs> why not at one point like freddie's doing like some like i don't know like uh like knees to the stomach and stuff and i'm uh, i was like surprised i was like i, I would have thought of freddy as like a, a fighter but it looks like he is doing like some proper like wrestling moves or something mm. so i mean you know that, that stuff's fine but the, the characters the everything all the stuff that has to sort of string it along to make it more of a movie uh kind of suffers and i i think that's what that, that's where it would have really have helped to have some characters from other movies to have the crossover not just be the villains but also be nancy and tommy or whoever and have them, like, kind of anchor the human side of the plot. Because, obviously, I mean, Freddy and Jason are technically humans in some way, but it's kind of like how in a Godzilla movie, like, people often say, oh, the, the humans are the worst part, right? You know, the, you have Godzilla yeah. fighting Ghidorah, but the humans are the worst part. Yeah. I think that's true for a lot of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them. But the best ones tend to get around that by having good characters or having good humans that we care about yeah. or whatever. And I think anchoring that side of the plot how having the, the the regular human characters who are going through the, the story like try to fight back i i think the frustrating thing is having a bunch of characters who don't know what's going on at first so and yeah. because with this movie like we're so familiar with freddy and jason at this point that we don't want to waste time with characters who don't believe that freddy exists or characters who don't understand sure. what's going on it's frustrating and i think starting with nancy and tommy you know, even if they don't know each other yet, and obviously one of them doesn't understand the other's character, but they, you know, they, eventually they can sort of like team up, and like there would be just as much excitement in that as the actual Freddy and Jason stuff, I think. Uh, so, you know, it, it, that, that, is, that is what it is. I so yeah, I, we'll give the spoiler warning so we can actually talk about I, the. 
the 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 events of the movie and talk about the details uh so yeah but before we start spoilers i will thank our patron producers for the month and uh, thank you to david short alison m Fordy, cindy palaceas and tyler hess uh, they're all producers at the twenty dollar tier or not, but you can support us on Patreon for as little as one dollar per month. Mailfuzz, uh, sorry, patreon.com slash TV is where you go. Uh, for that one dollar per month, you get access to an exclusive bonus episode every single month. There's a back catalogue of about fifteen or so episodes now. Uh, there's a new one every month for that one dollar, uh, and then of course the five dollar tier, you get the, the episodes a day early, and you also uh, get to vote on an episode once per month. So I'm gonna have a look and see if you're interested in keeping all the content coming and showing your support. Uh, and we thank all the patrons loads. Uh, but hey, uh, movie. I, I do want to say real quick that yes. uh, it does kind of bum me out because I am more of a Freddy fan, uh, you know, than a Jason fan. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of a bummer because I think this is a better Jason movie than a Freddy movie. Like, I agree. All the best kills, uh, I think, come from Jason. I actually will say, I think Jason has some, like, pretty cool kills in this. Like, uh, the bed kill, I think, is pretty cool. Like, you know, some of the shit he does in, like, the, you know, rave cornfield or whatever, like, is pretty cool. Yeah. Like, all the Freddy stuff is lame. Like, it, like, mm. <laughs> like, what does Freddy do? Like, he, um, he doesn't really have any, like, cool dream sequences. Like, all the stuff is, like, seems like it's always in, like, the same, like, boiler room <laughs> or, like, you know, whatever. And then, like, I don't know, the one maybe crazy thing he does is, like, that drug caterpillar thing which is dumb as hell and it's horrible because the cg looks absolute yeah. garbage so uh, the funny thing is is that i agree and disagree at the same time like i i think go on i, I think J- no, jason definitely has the better better kills uh in fact someone looked up when we were watching on stream uh jason has over 180 kills across all the movies freddy has like 40 something <laughs> like jason has way more kills uh but uh jason like he does have the kills right and the kills are fight i, I think are good in theory I, I think, like, I don't think Ronnie Yu, who directed this, uh, knew how to like, actually, like, sort of shoot a Jason kill scene, though. They, they all feel a little okay. bit... There's a little bit too much CG in the kills for me. There's a lot of CG blades right. coming through things, CG blood That's spatter. True. Uh, they <laughs> yeah. kind of ruin a lot of them for me. Even as, as fun as the bed folding in half where the body is and stuff like that. Um, and I don't understand... Wh- I don't understand why Jason... Like, I always got that he was stronger... But why does he like have like Superman level strength in this? At, at one point in the cornfield, he throws a guy, and the guy goes into the air like like Superman threw someone into the sky. <laughs> he arcs up into it, you know. It's it's like um, what's that example here? I don't know. It's, it's like in Superman four. I don't know why I'm referring Superman four, but in Superman four, Superman throws a baseball at one point, and it like you know like the, and the dog who's going to catch the baseball turns around and looks at him because the, the baseball just goes flying <laughs> uh like it, that's what it feels like uh and i'm like why why is he this strong this is like ridiculously I mean, strong yeah it, it is again like it does feel very cartoon like to the point where you know it's like he's dropping like glow sticks are falling from him as he falls which is like kind of funny but i don't know if it's what you want in the movie yeah also that ca- we have to talk about that scene actually because that scene Ugh. And the rave, yeah, this raver who's covered in glow sticks is actually, and I I was saying this during the stream that, so Catherine Isabel's character, uh, who her boyfriend is the one who gets killed in the bed earlier, the bed folds up, and this is the start of like you know people starting to get scared, and Freddy's only just starting to be strong enough, but she she's passed out from drinking too much in the cornfield because the the kids are having a rave in the cornfield because I don't know two thousands I guess, Uh, and. (laughs) She she's in like the boiler room and she's been chased by Freddy and that's all going on and you know it looks like a Freddy dream sequence maybe not an inspired one but the, the, they're doing the shadow on the wall and all the rest of it yeah um 
And as she's passed out, we have this raver who sees her passed out and uh, starts to sexually assault her, starts to, like, you know, rape her uh, as she's asleep. And I was sitting there thinking, like, this is super dark and horrific, and I could almost see the potential in, like, this, like, double whammy of, like, horror in a really serious movie. Like, a really serious, like, sure. horror movie. But it's not treated like that. The movie doesn't treat, like, what's happening to her in the real world right now as if it's a big deal. It just... It... <sighs> It, it's the, I don't want to say it's, it's meant to be a punchline, but it, it, it or co- co- comical, but it it is it, is borderline. Like it almost feels like it wants it to just be. Look at how crazy this is. Someone's like trying to kiss her while she's passed out on the floor, and she's actually yeah. running for her life. I don't know. Like, there's something really like. I don't. Know. It's it, it's really gross. Uh, <clears throat> I think it, it's like um, it it's too like real. I I think too be in this very silly horror movie mm-hmm. uh like again if you're doing a very serious dark movie and you're treating it with the you know um uh, like levity of an act like that is uh it, it could work like it, you know it'd still be a bummer to watch but at least you can understand what they're doing while yeah here it does feel like uh like a little too blase and yeah it's like it, yeah it is cool when jason like throws that guy off but yeah, it's still gross uh, seeing it lead up to it. I, I think like, part of the problem was the tone shift. Because, I mean, I, I don't think it's filmed very well anyways. It's happening. It doesn't feel yeah. like it's treating it with the weight that it deserves. Um, but if you had, like, sort of, like, a really tensely shot, like, this guy sort of looking over and you sort of realise what he's about to do, you could build a good, grotesque bit of suspense out of it in a way that doesn't feel like it's, it's uh, nasty and cheap. Uh, but even if they did do that, the biggest problem with this is that it's intercutting with the dream sequence and it's like Freddy cracking one-liners and like you know, like you know Freddy being like comical Freddy, and it's like you're cutting yeah. between that and like a rate. It's like this doesn't work. It it's just you know it it just doesn't. And it also kind of feels like um like maybe not quite on this level, but you know like <clears throat> how like people point out that scene in a Jurassic World when like that random lady is just like gets that really over the top death where like mm. you know uh the pterodactyls like constantly like you know, dragging her and throwing her in the air and then she falls in the water and then, like, the big thing eats her. Yeah. Like, where it just feels, like, over the top and why are you torturing this lady? Like, I kind of get, like, a little bit of a that vibe here where it's like, hey, like, we like this character. Why does it seem like she's getting so much more shit on than, like, other characters who just get, like, quick death where, like, you know, because even in, like, the Freddy thing, it's not like he's trying to kill her quickly. It's like, you know, she's, like, falling off the you know like balcony uh thing and then like falls to the floor and then like has to crawl and then yeah you're intercutting it with her being sexually assaulted it's like all right this is like overkill yeah at least the jurassic world one is still just kind of fun because it's just dinosaurs eating someone like it's not a big deal but uh yeah no i get what you're saying no i um but this is the one of course where Freddy's about to kill her and jason stabs her when she's asleep and Freddy's like, no, she was mine. She was mine. God damn it. Uh, you know, thus like setting up the conflict. Um, and so and we, uh, whenever like Freddy kind of like, he's practically talking to the camera, but like, it's so cheesy. Like I, I understand like, you know, he's just setting up the, like, you know, the story or whatever, but it always feels like, yeah, he's like, you know, almost breaking character, like looking at the camera and being like, Oh, come on. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, so dumb <laughs> yeah i yeah I, <laughs> yeah Fr- freddy's uh humor in this is a, a little bit hit and miss i mean there's definitely moments that are fine 
but there's a lot that isn't as well. Um, I like so we have to talk about uh Will and his crazy friend Mar- uh, Mark, uh, from the from the mental hospital, <laughs> who are both there because uh well Mark knows about Freddy and anyone who knows about Freddy gets put in the mental hospital so they can keep them under lock and key and drug them as much as possible to stop them from from dreaming, um, and. Like- I think this is another part of the movie that I think is just like really weird where it feels like they're trying hard to inject this backstory that we're not familiar with at all. When like, Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, you easily could have brought back a character from a previous nightmare movie and like had him here. I just love that the, the Mark character, like immediately because they escaped really easily, by the way, it's like nothing happened. Like, yeah. uh, uh, But like that, you think the mental hospital would be like a, a big set piece or whatever, but no, it's like, yeah, they're there and then they're gone. Yeah, but he uh, he scares the shit out of uh, uh, the main character, Laurie, um, and he's just certifiable, like, still, completely. Uh, but he, he he dies relatively quickly. Like, Freddy comes and gets him. He falls asleep and Freddy, like, nabs him. But what I, uh, I, 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 I hate about all this stuff is that they... They get all these ideas, all right? So what? So why after the rave and they, they realize that okay, they, we've got Jason and they have the big Jason has the big fire like stunt set piece where he's walking through the cornfield and fire, which is you know it's a fine thing. Uh, yeah. And they're in the van and like okay, what do we do? And they're back at kind of the 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 stoner's place and they're like okay, <laughs> how how do we solve this? The younger cop comes to help them because the the chief of police isn't telling them anything, and it's like okay, so we can try and not go to sleep because there's this drug they gave us. Which, by the way, I love that Mark, who was determined to tell everyone about Freddy, when he realizes that the town's plan was that Freddy has no power if no one remembers him, <laughs> he immediately goes, wait, have I screwed up the town's plan? I'm like, yes, you have. You've doomed everyone. Everything was fine until you opened your big fat mouth, you idiot. <laughs> he inadvertently caused exactly what he was trying to stop. Um, but he, uh, so, so, so they, they want this drug, right? This drug that they were giving up at the, the, the hospital, right? And it bugged me so much that they literally just looked this up on the internet and, like, found this experimental drug that's not even been approved by the <laughs> FDA. And it's like, oh, it's a sleep, it's a drug that stops people from dreaming. Um, oh my god, that's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think this idea of the, the drug is interesting, uh, to introduce to the series but yeah the way they present it is very dumb and mm-hmm. yeah the way they look it up um and actually and going back a little bit because <laughs> you're kind of bringing up like how they kind of start to remember freddy i forgot but like this is kind of stupid too where like literally all it is is like you know when the cops are when the first like you know uh friend is murdered at the beginning then the cops are like wheeling him out and like someone's just like oh, is it like, it's like Freddy, and then, like, someone's like, shut up, don't say it, and then, like, just other people just be like, what'd that cop say? Freddy? It must be Freddy. Like, it's, like, that's not, like, I don't think you'd really get that many people (laughs) to all of a sudden remember this guy because of that. No, and does really hearing the name Freddy even, like, make you, because you don't know who Freddy is, that's just the name. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, unless, like, if it was something that, like, you kind of remembered before, and then you're like, wait a minute, oh yeah, that's that guy, but then, yeah, if you have absolutely no idea who it is then yeah it's, it's not really gonna have much effect on you yeah because the, the the second kill is like this other kid and his dad and i thought this was weird because the kid wakes up and the dad's been murdered but for some, somehow jason was able to slice this guy's neck like completely decapitate him 
without any blood showing and the dad's head's still on so it falls off perfectly and I'm like he can't do that with a machete I, I think the only way he could do that is with like a really fine like razor like wire or something like that maybe that like, cuts really quickly razor claws maybe razor claws <laughs> uh, but yeah so that, 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 that struck me as odd as well but they so so they have this plan they go to the, the hospital to try and steal this drug and Freddy actually, it turns out if you're high, Freddy can like get to you. <laughs> and he he takes over the stoner. And we, you think that he's going to pour away all the drug, but his actual plan is to give this drug... Uh, no, he does pour it away, but he, he gets another drug to put Jason to sleep, right? Um, yeah. And he uses the, the, the stoner's body to drug Jason. Jason immediately kills the guy. Uh, obviously, Freddy doesn't care, though, because he's completed his task. Uh, yeah. The whole bit, idea being that this will put Jason into sleep so Freddy can attack him in the dream, right? So we yeah. get the first fight between them, which is on Freddy's home turf in the dream, where there's no rules and Freddy can do whatever he wants. So he has, like, this is, we literally get a, you know, a scene here where he's putting, he's, he's flying Jason around like a, like a, like a, you know, like a, a pinball. He's, he's, he's you know, da- yeah. banging him around the, this big boiler room and, <laughs> uh, of course, Jason can't die though, right? So he keeps trying to kill right. him and, like, Jason just keeps getting back up because he's Jason. Uh, so he's frustrated and then out of nowhere this idea of Jason being scared of water even though he is literally laying weight in water <laughs> like in like a half a dozen movies by this point and um, maybe you could argue that he's only scared of water in his dreams and he doesn't care in the real world but uh, like maybe he's like stretch. scared of like toxic waste or something but <laughs> I mean after part eight yeah maybe uh <laughs> Because I, this is so annoying, Uh, but Jason's knocked out and the others have this great idea to take Jason in the van because they want to try and save him so that Jason can kill Freddy. So uh, maybe you'll have uh, have some insight here, Tim, right? I want to ask you a question. Sure, sure, sure. Is there any reason why when Laurie, our main character, played by Monica Kina, who can't act, she suggests, I'll go to sleep and I'll go in and get Jason. I'll, I'll save Jason. Is there any reason why she thinks she has the ability to go into the same dream? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. They're no, cause playing the, pretty fast and loose with the rules. Because if you remember, in, in Dream Warriors, right? The best Nightmare on Elm Street movie. <laughs> like that was okay. a plot point but it was it was a it was a big deal right it was like oh this this one character has that ability you know uh, that ability yeah. yeah she she can pull people into each other's dreams and that was a big deal and that's how they could fight back because they could team up um but for, for some reason laurie just thinks she can do this and no one questions it no one says wait how do you know you're gonna go to his dream why, why would you not know, just be in your own dream like yeah <laughs> no, no one no one even like ponders the question which is so stupid uh, but they go to Crystal Lake. Um, yeah, but there is a lot more. See, see that the line you said at the start of the review. Uh, you know, he's scared of fire, or he was defeated by fire. He was defeated by water. How can we use that? Uh, yeah. That that was a uh, the scene where she says that. Uh, that's when she's kind of dreaming for a little bit, and no one's listening to her. Um, uh, I just want to point this scene out because this the, the the shot in this scene was designed to just look down her top. Like there's this high angle, <laughs> and it, like she's having this big this revelation moment. Uh, which but again, I just want to emphasize the acting as she says those lines is terrible. Um, now I don't like this this delivery because it was terrible as well. But I'm kind of disappointed. Uh, do you remember the line that was in the trailer that they never put in the movie? I don't. Not off the top of my head. No. 
Uh, basically, at the end of the trailer, after you know, it builds up all the all the all the ideas, and then it, you know, it, the title comes out saying "Freddy versus Jason," and then it cut to her, and it's when she's it's when they're in Crystal Lake, and there's the, the 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 cabin's on fire, and she's she's sort of on you know she's on the ground looking up. Uh, so it says "Freddy versus Jason," and it cuts to her in the trailer, and she goes, "Place your bets." <laughs> so that's okay. that that's not in the movie that was either just for the trailer or yeah. they just decided to take it out because it was was bad but they should have left it in because it's, it's not exactly any worse than half the other crap in the movie actually uh you just reminded me though of like a a really funny joke um uh going back a little earlier when you're talking about like that stoner kid mm-hmm. like he looks a lot like uh you know jason muse from like the jay and silent bob movies mm-hmm. which um they did a funny joke in a, I think it's the Never Sleep Again documentary. When they get to talking about this, uh, they like they interview Jason Mewes and he's talking about like working on the movie, and then he just like stops and goes like, "Wait a minute, I wasn't in that movie." <laughs> but like, I think like a lot of people misremember him him as the character, or it's just obvious that he was the characters modeled after him. But yeah, that's all. It's funny. <laughs> uh, I've seen that documentary. I don't remember that part, but I mean, it was like seven hours long, so. Yeah, <laughs> it, to remember. it's in it's in some documentaries. Uh, if it's not that one, then the Jason one, or maybe when they talked about it. But I know at some point, yeah, like in something where they're talking about this movie, they do that. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, so the Great Crystal Lake, right? Uh, we've not actually mentioned the the Destiny's Child, uh, <laughs> the character. Yeah. Uh, well, I see the character, the actress. <laughs> uh, so the best friend of Laurie is uh played by Kelly. Roland? Roland? Yeah, there you go. Uh, and I hate this character. I think she's like so like she's so hostile towards everything. It's like so annoying. Yeah, well, the main character she's hostile towards is the nerdy kid who is basically the prototype for Miles Teller. Uh, <laughs> he he he's the nerdy guy. He's got a crush on the main girl, and Kelly Rowland's like really mean to him. Uh, but the kind of arc for them to make us care about both of them is that over the course of the movie, like she kind of comes to like respect them and they kind of care about each other not not in a romantic yeah. way just that they seem to slightly earn so that is like the, the the closest thing to an arc for any characters really is them two uh both of them and die though uh for, yeah. of course but you know um, there's a <laughs> sorry there's a really funny uh uh reaction from Lori uh when they're in the cornfield and like uh linderman the nerdy guy finally like stands up for himself and he's like you know what kia like you're only you only like to put me down because you hate yourself and blah, 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 blah. And then like they cut to Lori and she has like this like reaction on her face where like, she's just like, Oh my God, you said that. Like, <laughs> but it, it's like so dumb, especially like when it, you know, you, you take into account the fact that like, you know, they're partying after their friends have just been murdered. Like it's such a weird reaction. Yeah. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, we didn't even talk about the fact that like, uh, <laughs> the whole scene where they have to give Jason mouth-to-mouth in the car. Oh, uh, yeah. I was just going to mention briefly because we're on the cornfield scene again, the uh, the, the, oh, two, yeah. the two idiot teenagers who see a seven-foot-tall, uh, you know, hockey mask-wearing-looking <laughs> dude and immediately start poking at him and making fun of him. Like, well, why is that a good idea? Like, what, <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? And you know what's weird about that, too, is, like, they're making, like, redneck jokes. Like, they're like, hey, Jeffro, like, get out of the cornfield. Like, you're, like... It's like, what about him looks like a redneck? Like, he's wearing a hockey mask. That's not like a farmer thing or something. Like, it's very weird. <laughs> yeah, very, very odd. Uh, but yeah, you're right. There's a whole scene where Jason's kind of drowning like in the van because he's like coughing up water. Uh, 
because the water comes from the dream, I guess. But I guess <laughs> uh, like they're like, oh, you have to give a mouth to mouth, and Linda was, like, I've got asthma, I can't do it, and so she has to do it. And this is, you know, obviously as she's doing this is when Jason sets up and the van ends up crashing and uh, yeah. you know chaos. But uh, so their deaths, I, I want to mention because he gets like stabbed or whatever and he doesn't die right away though there's a whole scene where she like takes him away uh she's like she, she she's helping him and he sits down next to the tree and he says go back and help laurie and he's like oh, i'm not gonna leave you and this is you know they're supposed to have bonded by this point right they care about each other and he's like that's fine go away and she, she, she leaves and says she's going to come back soon and when she goes away like this is such an out of place like moment in a, a the jason movie or a freddy movie or either like like it, 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 like it does this slow shot like going down to his hand and up to his face and with piano music playing of him dying there on his own and i'm like why is there an attempt like a genuinely sad death here like this is a this is a friday the 13th nightmare on elm street crossover like this, this isn't this is the sort of sad death scene that you might get in like a, a movie with like you know like a good story with characters that we care about <laughs> you know yeah. that wants us to feel like really sad to someone that someone we cared about uh like was left alone to die it's it just doesn't work and then uh you know i, I didn't hate the scene where kelly like kelly Rowland like is like insulting freddie because it, it felt like she was using her powers of being a nasty bitch for good <laughs> because she was taking on freddie um and then other than the infamous f-bomb <laughs> they dropped yes yes uh and which like i i know like you know people used to say that you know with less abandoned but i feel like 2003 was still late to say yeah. that word yeah uh jason of course is behind her though and hits her so hard with the machete that she flies off about 50 feet into a tree again there's that super strength that's uh came into it anyway so why is freddie here we kind of gloss over that part so oh yeah if you remember the first name on elm street movie one of the things that was tried in that is that nancy realized that if she grabbed something from the dream world and woke up she would bring it with her and that was the big end game of nightmare on elm street is that she brought freddie into the real world set up some traps in the house but the end of that movie kind of shows that it doesn't work right it kind of showed that even if you do that he still comes back so right. Which makes the ending of this, like, if, because we'd done that before in previous Elm Street movies and it didn't work, it was like, well, even if Jason defeats him, like, he's not gone for good. Like, yeah. that doesn't work. But sure enough, like, like Laurie, you know, pulls him out into the real world. Oh, by the way, see, see when she first goes into the dream world and she ends up in Crystal Lake and she sees, like, Jason, like, as a little kid drowning and, like, the councils are just having sex at the cabin in front of all the kids? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and like did you not think like that the start of that scene where she's like she's there on the car goes in past her is this is this the exact scene that they were kind of like parodying in the final girls in the flashback scene oh maybe i, I didn't think of that off the top of my head but that, that can make sense yeah, it was it's very similar um it's also just a possibility that this scene is so generic that you know they, they were parodying like a bunch of different movies and this is just one of them but yeah uh also like uh i mean uh, i think <sighs> We didn't talk about it, but uh, I, I guess it's pretty convenient <laughs> that like uh, you know Springwood and uh, Camp Crystal Lake are like that close. Yeah. Like I, I'm pretty. I don't know if they ever said what state Springwood is in. I always thought it was Ohio for some reason. Um. Well, we know Crystal Lake and Precious in New Jersey. Yes. We know yes. that. Um. Yeah. I don't know if Spring where Springwood is. Um. I, I could be wrong. For some reason, I thought it was Ohio, but I mean, like it, it's not like unfathomable that 
you know, you couldn't get from one to the other. Wait, you know, are but you, it would... are you telling me that this is the inspiration for Zack Snyder putting Metropolis and Gotham across the water from each other? <laughs> Maybe. Also, a V's movie, no, <laughs> Batman v Superman. These V's movies do not have a good track record. Is all I'm saying. But I mean, if it is like Ohio to New Jersey, I mean, I feel like that's got to be like at least like probably five or six hours. I mean. Maybe if I'm being generous, I don't know. I could be wrong, but... <laughs> I feel like it'd be more than that. I mean, not that I've ever made the trip, but, like, my understanding of uh, geography is that even, like, Pennsylvania to, like, New Jersey would probably be that. Well... Probably well, more. I mean, Pen- Pennsylvania is gigantic. It's it's a very big state, because we would... Because, you know, I was originally born there, so we would drive from Rhode Island to Pennsylvania... To visit family when i was younger and it would be about maybe 12 to 14 hour drive but we were all on like the west end of pennsylvania so you have to drive through the whole state okay but, okay but that's where ohio is though because we were because you know we visited like uh ohio before um so ohio is going to be further on that west end and then um because I have to admit that I'm not entirely sure in my head where ohio was in the map but i assumed it was further than pennsylvania it's like on like the like the west end of Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's further yeah, then. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're they're relatively close, but I mean, I, uh, I mean, my thing is I'm not sure exactly sure where New Jersey is in relation to it, and then it also depends on what part of the state you're on. So I don't know. So I mean, at the very least, though, it's not like they're getting there in like an hour or two. Like <laughs> it, it's going to be pretty long. Well, you know, some dramatic license, all that jazz. So Laurie brings Freddie out into the real world. <laughs> Uh, and because of that, now it's like even playing field because he can't use any magic tricks because he's not in the dreams anymore. And now it's just Maui Mano. They're fighting for some reason. There's a giant like work site or like I, I don't know if it was looking for the boats, but there's all these like gas canisters that like at one point Freddy starts like firing at Jason. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, whatever, just go with it. Like I, I assume that if he, I don't know like what what those are supposed to be, but I assume like you know if you chop off the nozzle or whatever it doesn't send them flying like torpedoes but <laughs> hey ho yeah. and I, I think this w- my theory is and i think maybe um uh maybe i'm pulling this from some of the other scripts um uh, but I, w- I was thinking that like um they were maybe putting a new campsite or condos or something up on crystal lake and that's why there was like this construction that, that feels like the sort of thing that was maybe there in an earlier draft and kind of stuck around just to justify this, but no one really mentions it or talks about it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, but, I mean, the fight is ridiculous. It's bloody. It's stupid. I do kind of appreciate like just how much blood is pouring out of them by the end of it. Um, yeah. Because I, 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 the end of the fight is probably the best part where, like, we get to the point where like, Freddy cuts off uh, some of Jason's fingers so he can't hold his machete. And then starts using his own machete against him. And then eventually, you know, Jason cuts off the, the, the entire arm with the gloves on from Freddy. And then ultimately wins by stabbing him through the, the, the heart from behind with his own glove. Like, all that stuff is fun. Like, having them use each other's weapons against each other, you know, obviously they had to do that. It's just too much of a fun idea. Um, yeah, I like it. I what I do hate though is Monica Kina running in and being like, "No, he Freddy took everything from me. I'm not leaving anywhere until I see him die." With her performance, but, guess... yeah, they they threw in some backstory about like Freddy killed her mother or something, but it's like, who cares? Yeah. Like I, again, 
I can't stress enough how much like these characters are just so dumb and forgettable and like not needed for the story. Like, I mean, yes, you do need like human characters, but uh, they just could have, you know, either created better characters or like use existing characters from the franchise to justify it. Like, or even, or even at the very least, better actors who like, yeah, you know, I like that. That would at least be something. Uh, did you enjoy the scene where her father riffies a drink? Did, did you enjoy that scene? Oh yeah, Cause great. Because he, he's, he's trying to like give her the 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 pills that will make her not yeah. dream. Yeah. Uh. <clears throat> good stuff. Good stuff. So like, does everyone in the town take it? Because it seems like all the older people like know who Freddy is. So like, well, uh, I I think the idea is, is that Freddy doesn't go after teenagers. It, Maybe maybe they do all take it. Maybe, maybe but I I got the imp- I've always had the impression that Freddy only really goes after uh, you know, not including New Nightmare obviously because that's kind of separate. Yeah. But like it always seems to be younger people. Like the, once you get like past twenty one, you seem to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I want yeah. Is that is that like part of his power? Like he's like, well, I could go after these older people if I wanted, but I don't really like to kill like older people. Yeah, he likes them young, you know. Uh, yeah, this is what it is. But I mean, if you if you're like you know, if you're begging to kill people because like that's what you want to do, like I feel like you can't be too choosy. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but that's, that's the problem is though, if you go with it, even though I don't hate the idea of uh, everyone like not knowing who he is, so that's why he has no power. It does kind of beg the question though: How did he start killing people in the first movie then? Because like no, none of the kids knew who he was. That's very true. You know, yeah. like like the parents knew who he was, but uh, you know, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, yeah. But I guess that's just some of the stuff you have to mash together to make this this continuity work. The, the whole idea of the weaknesses though, and like you know, Jason like water being Jason's weakness. Uh, and it's not like fire being Freddy's weakness. It's not like it's, it's not like he re- is repelled by it. It's his weakness in the same way that fire is everyone's weakness. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's the... well, like the these were the these were their weaknesses when they were humans. Yes, like I, I think it kind of doesn't really matter now. And and like you said, it, it's not like specific to them. It's specific to every human, like. I think that isn't it's an interesting connection to make like oh you know one of the when they were human you know one died from drowning the other died in a fire but you know like you can kind of reference that without being so overt and and stuff you know like I mean you could just like maybe do like a subtle you know thing but to go back to our pitch of just having like a Tommy and Nancy being the main characters what if instead of all this stuff where Freddy intentionally brought jason to springwood and all the other stuff what, what if we simplify it to being just like no freddy's still doing bad stuff nancy's like you know it's still like a therapist she's trying to take care of all the all the young people in town she can't and she sees like a news story about jason Voorhees, and she actually goes to find tommy to say hey is there any way we can like you know basically go get jason because he's the only hope that we have of defeating freddy you know just that simple sure. like we just we need something as powerful and as evil to fight back uh like that that you know that it could be that simple and that doesn't really mess with the continuity <coughs> or like or like retcon any like logic into it it's just as simple as hey if we get someone as badass as that and then pull freddy into the real world you know that could be well, something i know uh for the I mean, maybe now would be a good time to maybe talk about some of the alternative uh, versions of the scripts. But I know a lot of the early ones um, centered around occult 
that was obsessed with Freddy Krueger and was trying to resurrect him. Okay. And so I know, like, for the first couple of ones, like, that was a big thing. And I, I think they did actually call themselves Fredheads. <laughs> like, <clears throat> That's pretty good. Kind of nuts. And then, uh, and yeah, speaking about, like, making changes to continuity, I know there's at least several drafts of the script um, where there would be flashbacks and you would find out that uh, Freddy was a camp counselor at Crystal Lake. Uh, I'm glad and, that didn't happen. And it, it gets worse, though, because not only was he a counselor there, but he also, like, sexually assaulted Jason as a kid. Uh, oh, which no. is like, thank God. <laughs> they didn't, like, I think one actually had him as Jason's stepfather at one point. Uh, okay, I'm which... going to make this very clear. One of my pet peeves, and this happens a lot in comic books especially, but it happens a lot in any sort of sequels or remakes or stuff that isn't planned. Any type of retconning to put a new villain into someone's backstory to make them feel more personal, I hate. Like, just make yeah. this be the first time they meet the, the villain and then build the reason why they hate them from here in present day, right? That That is so much more meaningful to me. So, by the same token, like, if you're going to do a crossover like this, the fun of this is having two things that were never meant to be together, like, sort of clash and seeing how they play off each yeah. other and seeing how they, they, they interact and mingle. Writing in the backstory that, that Freddy was in Jason's past already completely kills the entire appeal of this. Oh, yeah, it, it's so annoying. And then I, I hate stuff like that because then, you know, it always sticks in your head and, like, you're watching, like, you know, the original Fridays and you can't help but think, like, okay, so Freddy was here at some point? Like, what the hell? Um, but no, I, I I agree with that, though. Like, I hate, um, you know, it especially happens, like, with a lot of comics. I feel like new villains now are always have, like, some type of history or something, like, you can't just have like kind of random people anymore that just kind of like show up and are want to be a bad guy because they're like bad people. Now it always has to have like some mm -hmm. grand legacy to the character. I mean, that's when really make that I, much I sense. I haven't read Punchline yet, so I don't I don't know what her deal <laughs> is, but she's not really had been explained yet. She's only appeared, okay. but she's not really had much story yet. Uh, that kind of goes against obviously to Jason's been for all the movies, but. I wonder if you could almost sort of swing something into like I could see them trying to work this into a script, and I wouldn't hate this as much. But what if like Jason witnessed Freddy like drowning a kid, and like it triggered something in Jason to want to kill Freddy because he's a child like predator, <laughs> like that that would like offend sure. Jason or something like that. Because because Jason <laughs> Jason essentially died as a human as a child, you know. It was uh, maybe there's something there, but I mean they've never shown Jason to like not want to kill kids. Uh, yeah. You know, the you know the are under you know teenage age. I mean, maybe, maybe that's something. If if you went back and like discovered if he had never killed a, an actual kid before, like you know, I'm thinking like under thirteen. Like, I, yeah. I wonder if you could somehow retcon into it that he actually just doesn't want to kill kids that are that young. Like, or, or at the very least, anyone who is younger than he was when he died. Like, you know, that's yeah. off limits to him. Like, because uh, it doesn't typically happen in horror movies because they don't want to go down that route of like making it really dark by killing kids. Uh, yeah. So you could almost try and argue that maybe if you want. I'm not saying that's a good idea, but it's better than everything you just told me that they, they, they yeah. thought of. <laughs> I'll say um, I'll, I'll I'll include one last detail uh, from a script because uh, the those are kind of like the big things I remember. Uh, the one last like big thing uh, I remember that was in one of the scripts is that um, it essentially like took place in hell and ended in like basically a big boxing ring. <laughs> in hell where they were fighting and i i remember there's a detail in the script that like some of the people in the crowd that are watching the fight was like hitler and jeffrey dahmer which uh 
<laughs> See, if you were going to tell me it was a bunch of other horror movie characters, I'd have been like, okay, I mean, I like this. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, like you could have easily had a, a pinhead cameo or something like that there, but yeah, probably not the best idea to bring up like real world monsters like yeah. Hitler and stuff in your very silly horror movie yeah keep that separate i, I don't want real monsters <laughs> interfering with my fun pretend monsters okay don't yeah <laughs> don't be doing that um so yeah obviously the movie ends with jason coming out of the water and holding freddy's head who who does wink at the camera and they put that in there because like they, they didn't want to piss off people who were bigger fans of Freddy than Jason. So the idea being, ah, he's not really dead. I mean, Jason won, but he's not really dead. Um, actually, I, I really talk about this, actually, because I had kind of forgotten about this moment, is that after Jason jumps up and stabs Freddy uh, with his hand, uh, unfortunately, uh, what's her face? Uh, Monica Kina uh, gets to get the killing blow by decapitating Freddy uh, mm-hmm. with the machete. And after she does so, she walks over to the edge of the pier and Jason's like lying in the water, so sort of slowly sinking, and he looks up at her, and it's almost like a look of like, good job, kid. <laughs> like coming from Jason. <laughs> it's such a weird moment. And she throws in the machete out of respect almost. It's like a here you go, here's your machete. And all I could think was Jason X. He just wanted his machete back. <laughs> It's just it's such a weird moment. It's like, oh, it's, it's like a bonding moment where they respect each other. I'm like that doesn't feel right for Jason Voorhees. <laughs> just this, this is like, as much as I don't like AVP, like I do think the idea of the Predator being more of an anti-hero who the human can team up with does make sense. Like you know, it's a more of an yeah. intelligent creature who's not necessarily completely evil. Uh, yeah. You know, we can question its its enjoyment of hunting if you want, but like it's not inherently like a, a, a just a brainless <laughs> creature. Uh, but hey, do you, do you remember what um her line is? Like before she delivers that killing blow. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, Freddy said the same thing earlier in one of the nightmares. Uh, she says, "Welcome to my world, bitch." Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, yes. Surprise, surprise. It, it whiffed on the <laughs> the ending moment. Uh, yeah, I guess we're ratings, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I guess we're at that yeah. point. Uh, how, how do you feel? What do you give it? <clears throat> Um, so, yeah, this, this one's tough. Uh, again, I, I think it is, like, a, a pretty mixed bag, uh, because there's so much stuff to, yeah, complain about. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I hate the human characters. Uh, you know, I don't think the movie looks good. Um, a lot of the story, uh, you know, beats are, are dumb. But, again, at the same time, I do think there is a level of fun to this, um, I, I think especially like more fun than like you know some of the other entries in the series like yeah you know, i i would much rather watch this than like freddy's dead or oh, jason sure. goes to hell um i would agree with that <clears throat> but um and, and like yeah like some of the kills and, and stuff are still fun and once they do actually fight uh you know some of that stuff is pretty cool and um like you said like a lot of the versus movies are do end up <laughs> you know being bad uh but it, it is still kind of no matter how bad they are it is always kind of cool to see this spectacle like you know this mm-hmm. coming together of things that you never really thought you would have seen so uh i think i'm just gonna go right down the middle and give it a five um because yeah I, you know I, I like that it exists i think there's some fun stuff uh 
maybe at least some of the cheesy stuff uh, can ma- can make me laugh uh, when I watch it. And you know, there's decent enough kills and gore, and it is cool enough to see them together that, um, you know, that, that I think that stuff uh, does make it good to watch. But then uh, at the same time, there's just so many stuff that's bad or annoying or missed opportunity uh, that you know doesn't really make it. <laughs> you know like necessarily good on much of any level yeah i'm gonna agree with the five i i think like i still enjoy the fight at the end i enjoy so you know i think one of my favorite things about the movies is when the new lane logo was on at the start it, it goes down 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 <laughs> like just <laughs> that, that is really cool yeah. yeah that little thing is just gonna oh hey, hey, that, that. Um, and like that's the thing that like when you see it like watching it for the first time that like gives you chills like it does, like, it does <laughs> yeah really cool it's, it's one of those things where you have to incorporate those little things from each franchise to make it feel like everything's clashing together but uh the characters are terrible uh the, <laughs> the, the, the acting for the most part is pretty terrible uh when freddie and jason are on screen typically i'm having some fun um yeah. And some of the kills are fun. Some of them are a bit too CG or or whatever. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so th- th- I definitely like like it less than I did when I saw it as a as a young teen. <laughs> I'll say that much. Yeah. Uh, but I'll still give it the five because it is better than Jason Goes to Hell. It's better than Freddy's Dead. Um. Friday Five is an interesting one. I, th- I think you know, as a debate either way. I think depending. Because I, I think Friday 5, while not that good, like, maybe feels more like a Friday the 13th movie than, than the scenes in this does with Jason. um, Even though it's not actually Jason and so on, but, like, mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know. Maybe it's just the 80s of it. The 80s yeah. of it is less, agreed, is less annoying because <laughs> this is so 2000s. But, yeah. uh, but that's kind of where, like, you know, like, most of the other Friday the 13ths I would watch, you know, instead like you know one sure. one to four seven six seven eight uh jason x i think are all better uh as far as fred uh, name on elm street is concerned um one through four is definitely better uh new nightmare yeah two for sure uh five this is this is probably on par with five i'd say I mean, I, you know me, I'm a five defender, so I, I would take five over this any day, but... Yeah, yeah sure. But it's, <laughs> it's kind of where it is. Uh, but it's, it's the last time we get to see Robert England as Freddy, you know, in a movie, and, you know, so... Uh, and this was technically the, the end of the, the, the current iteration of Jason. Uh, although that said, though, the, the, all the rage now is doing direct sequels to the originals, even though there's been reboots and remakes already you know other franchises have done it so it wouldn't surprise me if and when friday the 13th does get to come back if it's actually you know oh all the history's intact from most of the other movies like it's, it's possible yeah <laughs> so hey, hey uh but that is freddy v's jason uh we are shockingly close to wrapping up these two franchises obviously this one counts for both uh, we just have the remakes left, which we will do during the Octoberthon 2020. So look forward uh, to that, where we can finally cross those off. Uh, but you can, of course, let us know what you think of Freddy V's Jason in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at Streams Midnight for channel updates, teases, hints, and witty jokes from Tim. I use that term lately. Uh, 
you can also of course uh get us uh on, on apple podcast if you want to rate us on there that helps out a lot give us five stars and a review um same reason why we tell you to like stuff on youtube because it helps more people find us that way youtube will promote it a little bit more uh and of course uh patreon.com slash tv we mentioned earlier uh support us financially over there get some bonuses uh that obviously helps a ton so uh, but that is us. So thank you very much for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys, and we will see you next time.